We're just going to talk about comics. That's comic books, everybody. Uh, the only podcast in human history where two brothers talk about something they like, and that something is comic books. I'm one of the two brothers. My nombre is Will Hines. I mean, nombre is Kevin Hines. Yeah, and we're um, we're we're comic book fans, and we're brothers, mm-hmm. and we're comedian-ish. That's um, right. You know, we're on the funny side of funny. And- we're as close to being a comedian as you can get without. For sure, being a comedian, we definitely round up to being yeah, comedians. Right. There's no doubt about that. And um, we love comic books, and so we do this podcast to talk about comics that that we love. Um, mostly stuff that we loved as kids, but we mix it up a lot, just just enough to not be marketable. Yeah, we are not consistent. Uh, <laughs> week to week, we do different things. We we yeah. inter- we do X Men every other week. Yeah, that keeps momentum from building. Uh, people <laughs> have told us, and they're happy about that. People hate momentum. <laughs> Uh, we cover, we do interviews with people sometimes, sometimes comic book people, and sometimes just friends of ours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, you know, we'll take breaks with no notice and then we'll come back with, uh, no notice with, with about as much notice. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get a day's notice if you're following us on social media. If you follow our Instagram, you get one or two days notice usually. Sometimes, not always. I get busy sometimes, but yeah, so, uh, we are savvy businessmen we're doing it right yeah so um today we're doing an emergency episode where we are going to talk about the new spider-man movie no way home it was released yesterday yesterday and kevin and i both saw it and we're big this spider-man is, fans and so we're going to talk about it this is probably also a thing no other podcast does is talk about spider-man movies i bet it's hard to find one talking about the spider-man movie. <laughs> but this this is a savvy move like we're actually talking about something current mm-hmm. yeah. that is popular so even though it is being done by a lot of other podcasts yeah we're also doing it yeah we're being like normal that's what, good what sets us apart from the other podcasts that are going to do the same thing <laughs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> we have we're, we're less prepared uh mm-hmm, we don't sure. have any inside information mm-hmm. we only know this from the fans perspective we probably know less than most podcasts i haven't even read any of like the trades about it i i didn't read any advanced reviews or anything i went and saw it yesterday kind of impulsively and then um and that's it and that's all i have i, I guess i get here's something you and i have not spoken to each other about it so we do not that's know right. even a little bit what right. each other thinks. I think that's interesting. So we're about to find out along with the audience what we, we both d- think. We discussed the trailer together, but that's as far along as we've mm-hmm. gotten. Uh, yeah, that doesn't I, mean uh, anything. You can you can love a trailer and hate a movie and hate a trailer and love a movie. I basically asked my wife last night if I could go see this movie. Uh, it's the first movie I've seen since 1917. Uh, the, the, the movie, <laughs> not the year. Uh, that's confusing. Um <laughs> Whenever that was in theaters before the pandemic. So it's been forever since I've been in a theater. So that was, I have a review of that even aspect of it. It was weird. Um, but yeah, so I'm not, this, this got me to go to a theater again and probably I won't go to another one for a while. Yeah. Because of Omicron. I probably shouldn't have gone to this one. I think you, I'm glad you did. I, I can't say for sure whether you should or shouldn't have health wise, but comic book fan wise, I'm glad you did. Yeah. But if I get sick, it's your fault. I, I'll take the blame. Even though um, you did not tell me to go, you did not know I was going I to this movie. I was not involved, but I'll take yeah. responsibility. All right, so, uh, so let's get let's into talk it, Kevin. About, let's talk about guitars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying that because there's a guitar behind you. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about this movie. This is Spider-Man No Way Home. The third uh, in this kind of batch. So I guess if you haven't seen the movie, 
I would say, first of all, just don't, if you, if you want to see the movie, don't listen to this podcast. Even, I guess we'll probably do a, a spoiler light preamble. Yes. We'll do a non-spoilery get- preamble. Although I think anything we say is going to be spoilery. So yeah. So that's uh, kind of what I'm we'll, saying. Let's, like, let's if it's say a movie it right you're now, excited to see. You should go see it. Cause, cause Kevin and I, I, I went and saw it last night knowing yeah. nothing for sure. Other, other than having watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was delighted, and I and I think and I think you will be delighted if you go see this without knowing anything. So really, yeah, and, you should wait. And I've nope. been spoiled on probably a lot of it. Yeah. So I think if you know you're going to see it soon, it's worth mm-hmm. not listening to this podcast and watching. And I really, that, yeah. I think that's true. So this is just we're going to be spoilery. We're going to spoil it right away. So maybe that's this, what's going to happen. Warning. That's it. This is all the podcast you should have listened to. In fact, if you've seen the movie, I would turn off now as well. Yeah, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, don't listen. <laughs> Just like take what you think. That's all that's important is what do you think about the movie? Now what don't we listen, think. Don't listen to any podcasts, actually, yeah. now that we're putting it out there. Like think independently. Yeah, don't Get, watch movies or, or television shows. You know, st- create your own thing. Stop absorbing information from anything. Do volunteer work. With your eyes closed. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh so Kevin. How do you want Big to do question. This? I want you to tell me. Well, I want you to tell me what you think. But before you do, I want to tell the audience. I'm very curious about what Kevin thinks. Because Kevin is, I mean, this is a compliment, unhealthily invested in the Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also very invested. M- maybe unhealthily, but Kevin more so. Yep. And so when Kevin watches the movies, he goes, I bet you he goes through a lot of emotions and has to manage his own opinions and feelings. So I'm very curious about Kevin's experience that I just want to give that set up. And I, and I think I said this when we talked about the trailer, there is a, I was very picky about homecoming though. I enjoyed it. I think I was really picky and there's lots of things I didn't like, but when it came down to it, I was like, I think it might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Right. I remember, uh, I remember that being in, in your review of it. Uh, uh, the At least live action. That was before into the spider verse. Um, and to, uh, if anything, like I've just gotten accustomed to the MCU Spider-Man, that this is what it is, that the MCU Spider-Man is a Spider-Man that despite the things I don't like about it, which is mostly like he's too tied to other characters, right? There's too much Iron Man in the first couple movies. There's a lot of Doctor Strange in this movie mm-hmm. um, that he is a little more inept than Didn't, like, like I like my Spider-Man to be like, like very competent. Stuff. And just like things still go wrong. Right. That's how I picture my Spider-Man. He's like, he's trying his best. He's not, he's not screwing up so much as just being Spider-Man causes him to screw up in a way. Um, Like those are things I like in my Spider-Man character. I don't like too much tech. There's a lot of tech in these movies. Yeah. Um, But this is the third one. I've gotten very accustomed to this is just what it is. I go in knowing it's like, there's going to be tech. There's going to be Avengers. That's what the MCU Spider-Man brings. That's what separates it from the Sam Raimi movies. It separates it from the Andrew Garfield movies. Like That's this version of Spider-Man. So by the time the trailer came out, I was all in on the MCU Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, this is... That's the baseline. You're used to the baseline. My complaints about this movie, I've accepted being like, uh, they're also my complaint about the first two movies. Like okay. nothing has changed there. And so it's like, they don't bother me anymore because it's like, I'm still watching these movies. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, there's too many gangsters 
in Sopranos. <laughs> it's like after two seasons, I guess I'm okay with that. You yeah, know, it's right, like, right. It's like I, there's too many gangster movies. There's too many gangster TV shows and movies. Why would I watch Sopranos? Okay. And then you watch a season of it. You're like, I can't, that can't still be my complaint. Yeah. I'm still watching. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's like, oh, I don't like the, how they write dialogue on Deadwood. It's too flowery. Mm-hmm. Season three, that can't be your complaint anymore. Right. You've obviously, you can still you, like, I'm used to it. It's like, that's, I've accepted that as part of this world. Or the good parts outweigh what I don't like about right. that. So I like this. I love this movie. I thought it was a blast. It, it, it was more comedic than I expected. Yeah. And despite the fact that I guess the first two movies are very funny, comedic movies. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I was laughing a lot from most of the movie. Yeah. I loved it. I was so delighted. I, I went in a little bit arms folded. Yeah. You were down on the trailer. I was down on the trailer. I, I, I get sick of like the, you know, remember this mm-hmm. factor of movies. And there's a lot of that in this film. Hey, did you, do you remember there's, there's an episode of South Park about member berries. Have you yeah. seen that? Yes. It's great. It's great. So I don't like member berries type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, right, yeah. I, I'm averse to it, I guess. I, Cause I sometimes do like it, but like, um, I'm a little hesitant. And so yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in like, and it be is prevalent. It. It's prevalent. Nostalgia is everything. It's a nostalgia fest, but it was so good. It was so fun. And you yeah. know what else helped us? It was opening night, sold out crowd. Yeah. Again, I probably shouldn't have gone with the, with the variant, but there yeah. it was, we're all masked up. And um, the crowd was so into it. Yeah. That it really kind of helped like every single time something from one of the old Spidey movies came in, uh, the crowd went nuts. And that was really fun. Like, I I forgot that, I I feel like such a loner in my love of comic books that I forget that Spider-Man is one of the most popular media properties in the world. And there are tons and tons of people who also really love him. And I felt that love. And that was like really, really great. I really enjoyed it. It it reminded me when we saw Phantom Menace together, which was a bad movie. Bad but movie. the experience of seeing it opening night was so exciting because anytime a character showed up, there was a, an audible pop from the audience of excitement. Like R2-D2 is on the screen. Boom. Yeah. It's like, it, that would, would carry me through the Phantom Menace to the point where like by the end of Phantom Menace, I was like, I think I love this movie. Me and too. then as you're walking home, you're like, oh, no, wait, I didn't like any part of it. It was it's just exciting to see Star Wars again. Yeah. So there was that that factor was really big. Um and I think but, this movie is good, but uh, I, I do too. The, I do too. Single the crowd, yeah. I I was carried away with it. I mean, I really there were, was, there were moments I was excited to see things, and there's also moments I was just excited that the audience was excited about things. So here's the part that I didn't expect that I'm sure you did expect, and I think mm-hmm. I I don't know why I didn't expect it. I did not think the other two Spider Men were going to be such big parts of the battle. And they really were. And that added a lot for me, like seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And I'm not invested at all in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And I'm not even that invested in the Tobey Maguire portrayal of Spider-Man, really. Um, I'm more invested in the video game portrayal, frankly. But um, so you're, you're mad he didn't show up? The video game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was half wondering if an animated Miles Morales was going to show up. Um, but I think that would have taken I, taken out of the reality. I, I thought there might have been like a glimmer through like a, a portal or something of something like that. I but, was surprised that didn't happen. I'll say the biggest pop, one of the biggest pops in the theater when I watch it is when Andrew Garfield shows up. There was big reaction yeah. in the crowd, uh, bigger than I expected. It's interesting. Both 
Andrew Garfield has been very vocally saying he was not in this movie for a long time, which is a very fun thing to lie about. So much in it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Yeah. It was pretty spoiled for me. I didn't know they were a little bit in a more than I knew that the whole final battle they would be involved in. Basically, here's what I hate about uh, every the world, not Spider-Man movies, is that uh, people are smart and they will watch these trailers and they pick them apart. And they watch television shows and are like, well, this means this character is going to show up or this is going to happen. And if you read a review or you're just on Twitter, and these aren't like spoilers because they don't know for sure. They're, yeah, they're speculating. Yeah, but they're like, because of this, this, and this, this is going to happen. And they're all smart enough to figure it out. That I'm, And I'm not. I would have watched this trailer and been like, oh, cool. They're bringing back uh, Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Cool. I'm going to watch this movie. And then when the Spider-Man showed up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But everyone like pointed out things and like, that the trailer had had characters removed. And like, you can see the lizard is punched here by nobody. And I'm like, oh yeah, so it must be a Spider-Man there. And if there's a Spider-Man there, of course it can be both of them. And of course, yeah. if they're both in the movie at this point, they're in the movie before this. And, and like, it starts kind of falling into place. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what I'm in store for. That being said, it didn't hurt my enjoyment of the movie. I wish I didn't know. I didn't know. Because I think that first you, reveal of Andrew Garfield is phenomenal. It was so fun, and um, and I, you know, I, I only saw the first Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't see the Amazing Spider-Man two. You the gotta see were... Amazing Spider-Man two. It's so bad. <laughs> you gotta see it. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. But like, the reviews were just so... see just to see just to appreciate this movie more. Seeing Amazing Spider-Man two will make you appreciate this movie you just watched more, because. Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx are so good in this movie we just watched. Yeah. And they're so poorly used in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, those are both great actors. We know they're great actors. Yes. But they're so dumb. Uh, Electro in particular is so bad in Amazing Spider-Man 2 that it's great to see Jamie Foxx get to be a good Electro. But I'm jumping away from the Spider-Man. I'm sorry. That's okay. So um, Andrew Garfield was delightful in this film. So was Tobey Maguire. Um, and I have I have so many different thoughts at once right here. I'm just gonna, I got to jump ahead to this. Did you cry in this movie? I didn't cry. Tears did not come on my eyes. I got very sad. I got I cried at one point, and I want you to try to guess at what point. Oh, so it's probably not. An it's not point. the most obvious one. Although that I my heartstrings were a tugged many times, but one moment um, to my surprise got me good. Uh, so it's not. The, was it, the was death. it just when they? Was it just when they hugged? Nope, I, I did love that moment. That was really lovely. I don't know. I can't even guess. Was it? Uh, was it when uh, uh, Wong went through a portal? No. Um, <laughs> he just said, "I'm out of here," and you were like, <laughs> that "Oh man, maybe Tira." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love if that somehow <laughs> reduced me to tears. <laughs> was it when they didn't get into college? No, because you're a big you're a big fan of uh, acceptance letters. <laughs> no, uh, was when they refer to the donuts as a little stale. That's it. I uh, said stale donuts. Right, I'm just gonna make good. more bad guesses until you give me the real answer. Andrew Garfield saving MJ. That was good. I that was I. I it, that it caught was, me. That by was surprise. very emotional. It caught me by surprise, and I was so happy for him. That is another thing because in the trailer you see MJ falling. That somebody had. And you don't see which hand is about to grab her. Yeah. Um, and somebody was like, I bet this is what happens. So let's, and let's they say were 100% for, right. This is a spoiler. Big Everything time spoiler. we said is a Everything spoiler. Everything said is a spoiler. But I'm going to really, just, just to set this up, 
to remind people in case you have seen it, but you're forgetting what we're saying, or maybe you don't know the backstory, but um, MJ uh, Zendaya falls off a scaffolding. Our Peter Parker, Tom Holland tries to save her, but the glider from Goblin knocks him out of the way. And then Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man saves her, leaps in, webs her and safely lands her. And that is significant because in his movie, he had to do the same thing to his girlfriend, Gwen Stacy fails and she dies. Yeah, her his girlfriend Gwen falls, and he does not. He's not does not save her. Yeah, and that uh, is that, is, that is, is a, a call very back. that is a very brutal moment in that movie that does work. It is effective. Yeah, uh, uh, in a bad bad movie, that moment is effective in that movie. So seeing then, him have this moment of redemption is tremendously satisfying because it's also in the comics, right? In the comic yes. book in the nineteen seventies, Spider Man tries to save Gwen Stacy. When she falls off the Brooklyn Bridge, it webs her and it breaks her neck and it she dies. That's debatable. Well, okay, but that 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 is <laughs> she, like she's a, dead. She does not save her though. It is a seminal moment. Yes. In um Spider-Man mythos, the death of Gwen Stacy. I'm and a so, believer she was already dead. Uh, I know okay. the, I know there's arguments both. Well, this is like a Greedo shot first type of moment. Yeah, like it's um it the point is the death of Gwen Stacy from falling is like not just a thing from Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's from decades of spider-man comics right. trauma so to see andrew garfield who i'm loving in the movie right i love this so character good. i love him so good save her and then he starts to cry i i burst out crying in my seat i was like so happy yeah. for him zendaya uh he asks zendaya if she's okay and she says yes and she goes are you okay and he takes a moment to respond and it was oh, a powerful it's moment so good it's so good and it is one of those reasons like the amazing spider-man movies I think I think two is terrible and one is just flat bad. It's only bad. Although the Gwen uh, Stacy Peter Parker stuff is really good in that movie. Well, they're both good in the movie. There's moments that are good in both movies, I would say. But the movies overall are bad and it, nothing was salvaging it. But it, I didn't watch those movies and go, Andrew Garfield is bad and should not be Spider-Man. Right. Or Emma Stone should not be Gwen Stacy. That's not my reaction. Right. Uh, it was just like these movies are a muddled garbage pile of a mess. So to get to see him be a good actor in a good movie in the same role, just to show like, yeah, he, he could have been the, the greatest Spider-Man of all time. If you get a better material. Yeah. He's got the chops. Like that moment was so emotional and real. It got me. So, I mean, I was in my seat, not expect, and I just started crying and I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, that is so sweet that he got this little private personal victory that nobody around him knows how significant this was. This movie was really long. It's like two hours and 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Is that flew, right? That's it flew by for me. It flew by for me too. But I, I, in that movie, there's like two or three long sequences with just the Spider-Man talking. And it's so fun. And they're so long, those sequences. And I'm just like, I think they just couldn't cut any of this stuff. They like filmed it and were like, what part do we cut? Like, we can't cut any of it. It's all too good. And they were right. It's like, I want all those moments. It's, and, like, um, and one of the moments that I'm thinking about is when um, they're all talking and Andrew Garfield talks about Gwen dying and how he's like, he's like, I'm still doing it. I'm still going out there fighting crime because she would want me to, but I'm, I don't pull my punches. I don't, I hit a little harder and it, you can just see like him sort of admitting something he has not said out loud. Oh, that I, he has sort of become like a darker Spider-Man. This is the three of them talking like Tom Holland's on the rooftop after the death of Aunt May and he's broken and the two Spider-Men come to console him. And uh, yeah, that scene was so good, Kevin. It was so, so good. good. And also you did get to see the three flavors of Peter Parker, like 
to- how would you how would you characterize the three portrayals? Toby is great in this movie as well. The only reason I undersell him is because I think Andrew Garfield is so good. He stole the show, I think. And Holland is the star of the movie that Toby Maguire sort of settles back into sort of the third Spider-Man role because yeah. he can, like he is like the elder statesman. He's, he's playing, he's still who's been doing it longer. He's also the star of the most, the top selling Spider-Man movie still. And he sort of feels like when he gives advice to somebody, the other two need to listen. Cause he knows he like, he's got it. He's him, he, despite him. the fact that in, in his movies, he was never competent. Like he was always like, He's the most bumbly, to me. but uh, his but he the way he carried it was just sort of like I got this. I might not be great at it, but I, I I'm it, confident that what I'm helps. doing is the right. I'm making the right choices, and if yeah. I tell you this is the right choice, you know it. Is. And he he was almost like a father figure. Well, he he it helps that the actor is older, right? Like yeah, he's got more experience. He's got a weight to him, but he had a youthful energy still. I mean, Toby was great in this movie. He just he, he, he was, was great excellent. in smaller like little precision small moments of just greatness i would say he had the most obvious decency like he seemed the least corruptible like he would never go do anything wrong yeah um where garfield was kind of the most like intense and passionate toby like felt like he's come out the other side from some dark stuff yeah and andrew has not seems unshakable is about to enter into it yeah in a a way like it's like past present and future in a weird way yeah uh, it was it was really effective, yeah. And then and then the other great moment is when the three of them mask up and they go fighting the big villain when they were when they were running along the scaffolding together. It was truly exciting when they first leap into combat and the three of them like just jump off the building. Like the camera's like behind them and you just see them all sort of jump off. The audience went nuts. Oh, me too. In my theater too, they absolutely exploded. It was so fun. And then they all kind of land in a little trio and something. Another yeah. explosion. Another explosion. It was really fun. To there was be an explosion of. for every villain showing up. There was an explosion for every Spider-Man showing up. There's an explosion for both of those moments. There's an explosion for the catch. There's just so many moments that this audience went nuts. To, to a point where, like, I missed many lines of this movie, and I can't wait to watch it on streaming. Also, whenever to hear Green, what is said in those moments when Green Goblin quoted himself, which he does like three times oh. or something, that that hit big too. Uh, the which was the biggest. Uh, I'm something of a scientist yeah, myself. I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Which I was like, I don't even know that that's such an iconic line, but somehow everybody remembered it and it like just popped. It was so great when he said that line. And yeah, it's not like when I would think to say, I don't know what line I would say is like an iconic Green Goblin line. But once he said it, I'm like, oh, so good to repeat that line. Also, how good is Defoe, right? I mean, all the actors Defoe is film. great in this movie. I like <laughs> Spider-Man movie, this first Spider-Man movie, but I think, the Green Goblin gets very hammy by the second half of that movie. Uh, and he crushes in this film. In this movie, he never felt hammy. He felt real. I and mean, it also helps that he wasn't wearing that dumb metal mask. Uh, None of them were wearing masks, right? The fact that all their identities are kind of out. We get a lot of just like maskless Spider-Man. I mean, I, I like a goblin mask. I just didn't like that goblin mask. So it like, especially if Willem Dafoe's face, which is already demonic looking. Yeah. Why why cover it with a metal unmoving mask? So the fact that he wasn't wearing that helped, but he just didn't feel as hammy. He just felt more real and threatening and scary. Uh and also like uh mentally unstable. He was so good. I mean, just uh he he's he was menacing. He was it's funny, I was watching this movie, I'm thinking as a Spider-Man fan, like the two top villains 
Well, maybe you got to get Venom in there. But your your classic Spidey villains, Goblin's number one, Doc Ock is number two, I think pretty solidly in the yeah, rogues there's no gallery. Question. But Doc Ock has been the center of more good stories. And this movie, what it did was Doc Ock is the heart because he's good and helps yeah. Spidey. And Goblin is there as the menace. And I was like, he's, the, like he's the worst villain. Yeah, he is. That's kind of a good combo. Like he's the most evil. It is funny because Doc Ock really has no heart in the comics, but he he switches to heart very easily in like the video game and in the movies. He's had heart. It works. Uh, and it works really well for him. Where, where Norman, you sort of think is like at his best, he was like a. Uh, unscrupulous businessman. Yeah, that's that's the most good version of Norman that you get. Um, so yeah, uh, I love the Norman status quo from the early Spider-Man comics, where like there are times when he is not the Goblin at all and barely remembers being the Goblin, and then we get yeah. a little taste of that, which I think is really great. And just knowing at some point he's either lying or the shoe's going to drop and he's going to switch back. Yeah, that was really great. Uh, he was. Defoe's really good. Alfred Molina was tremendous throughout this whole movie, but I sort of knew that going in. I was like, if he's not leveraged and he's, he was great in his movie, he's going to be great in this movie. He's the first one to show up. He's going to be awesome all the way through it. But when Willem Defoe was sort of like, yeah, that caught me by surprise being so good. I'm like, and I know he's a great actor, but it's just like, oh, but the, the goblin was never as effective as Doc Ock. So we're, yeah. you're not sure that he's going to be able to be good. And then he and, was, and Jamie Foxx steals a lot of scenes. Jamie Foxx was so good. He is I mean, so bad in his movie, Will. You've got to see Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2. He's so bad, and I, and I don't think Jimmy Fox is a bad actor. He's, of course I, not, no. He's so great. I think he is doing a bad uh, uh, Tim Burton villain okay. in a world that is moved on beyond that in, okay. in his movie. Okay. Like, in that movie, he has, like, a gap in his teeth, and he wears thick glasses, and he's like a, a, a like a cartoon nerd that when he gains his powers, he turns into electro and like there's scenes with like rock music that he is sort of responding to. It's very weird and yeah. very strange. That sounds very Schumacher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Schumacher was doing bad Burton. So like in a sense, okay. it just feels like this you're not going to let Burton off the hook. And I think Burton's great, but I think you don't try to do that. Yeah. You can't, no one else can pull that off. So to see Jamie Foxx steal scenes, like he's so funny and so charismatic and he's scary too. Oh, very scary. Yeah. Like the whole time I'm like, why are you trusting Electro? This guy is bad news. Yeah. <laughs> he is power mad, li literally and metaphorically. Uh, and giving him an arc reactor is a very MCU fun way to power up uh, Electro. Yes. Um, We're jumping around so much and I apologize for anyone trying to follow this. This, this episode's insane, but we saw um, it like less than 12 hours ago. Hi, this is Kevin. I'm here with my brother, Will, and we are the hosts of Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics, our weekly podcast about comic books. And we want to hear from you. We have a slew of social media accounts, a slew. You can email us at screwitcomics at gmail.com or see us on Instagram at screwitcomics or tweet at us at screwitcomics. So tell us what you think of the comics you like or the comics you don't or things we've talked about on our episodes. Or send us some life advice. You can tell that we need it. Yes. Uh, we might read your message on a future episode of our show. So thanks. In advance from Screw It, we're just going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. Let me ask you about this. The Aunt May scene. Let's talk about Aunt May. Okay. So so another huge spoiler. If you haven't seen if you haven't stopped listening to us yet, I, you're, I don't know what to we say. Can't, we, can't, we can't take blame anymore. Aunt May dies in this movie. Yeah. I went through a lot of emotions there. One, first, I, I gasped out loud. Yeah, I didn't. she got hit. I didn't think it was going to happen. 
And, and I, and I, in my mind, I was like, they can't kill her. You can't kill Aunt May. You yeah. can't do this. Um, also, in this reality, Uncle Ben was killed because of Spidey, right? I don't think so. And that's where I'm going with this. He, he's never been mentioned in any of the movies. There's a mention in Civil War that I can't remember the exact line where Tony Stark re- refers to the fact that this Peter Parker has had some overcome some stuff. Yeah. And it seemed to imply Uncle Ben has died, but it's never said. I think Uncle Ben does not exist in this world. I think it's Aunt May adopted Peter as a, as a single parent. After his parents died. Yeah. And I think Peter is just trying to be a hero because he's a good person, not because of anything happens. And this is his Uncle Ben moment. Because it's his fault Aunt May died. And, and, and when she's dying and he's like, we shouldn't have tried this. And she's like, no, we did the right thing. And then she's the one who gives them the line. Yeah. The great power must also come great responsibility. She's the one who tells them that. That was another gasp in the audience. Like, even though that line is such a cliche at this point. Right. It was so cool to have it come from. May. I would say the second most po- important Spider-Man character. Yeah. Aunt May is the second most important. It, he's, she's, she's the most important woman in his life. Sorry, it, MJ. It, Sorry, Gwen. Aunt yeah. May is everything. And to have it come from her was great. It caught me by surprise because me too. I had kind of thought that with great power comes great responsibility was sort of uncool now in the Spidey movies and nobody would say it because yeah. in Spider-Verse, they make a joke about it, right? Yeah. Like Miles Morales starts to say with great power and then the Jake Johnson character goes, you don't get to say it. Don't say it. Yeah. And it also feels like sort of like this is a that happened in the zero with movie we didn't see. That line was imported on him. Uh huh. So it's like, oh, why would you repeat it now? But because it hasn't been in a film, like you can deliver it now and it works. It's also great when he then when quotes he it to it, the other Spider-Man and, and they, they all know it. it. I love that, too. It's I, really great. I really loved it. I was like. So I was kind of amazed that this movie reinvigorated some things that had gotten tired, like that line. Yeah. Um, it, this, this is a, I hope this is a compliment. I mean it's a compliment, but it kind of reminded me of the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek in that it sort of was doing a lot of fan service, but also was a really fun ride. Yeah. Um, like when you see Spock in the J.J. Abrams movie, and they kind of work a little logic that says – this is an alternate universe Star Trek, mm-hmm. but still connected to the one that you know. That's yeah. the J.J. Abrams movie. That was kind of being done here also. I do wonder how good this movie is if you hadn't seen any of the other Spider-Man, if you've only seen the MCU Spider-Man movies. I'm going to assume this is not your first ever live action Spider-Man movie, but let's say you've seen Homecoming and, and Far From Home and then this one. And you've never seen the Sam Raimi movies? Yeah, or the Andrew I, movies. I wonder how well it delivers. It feels like it would deliver pretty good. I wonder if you also just aren't a fan of the comics, how these things go over, because there's lots of, I mean, this was a Ditko-tastic movie. I think if you are a fan of the movies and not the comics, all the movies, this hits. Yeah. Because it's playing with all the different, it's also like it's doing that sort of meta stuff that can that can be bad, but everyone's so good in this movie that works, like making fun of their origins making fun of the differences between them. Like when they compare villains. Yeah. They're like, who's the craziest villain you've ever had? Which is a really fun Spider-Man question to ask each other. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield gets bummed out because he hasn't had one as cool. I haven't been to space. God, you guys have done all this cool stuff. I haven't, yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, he's like, I fought a robot rhino suit. That's the best I got. <laughs> he's like sort of down on himself and it's great. How about when they give each other numbers and Garfield's like, okay, I'm Spider-3, I'm Spider-3. He just like yeah, gets yeah. up and he's like, 
That yeah. was also so, f- and that was like, that's the most Peter Parkery reaction. Yeah. He's really, I mean, he is probably the closest to uh, acting wise, how I picture my Peter I Parker. I agree. I agree. I was like, this kind of is the Peter Parker that's in my head. And the, even when he first comes through and he's like being made to show off his powers and he's getting hit with bread and dust. <laughs> yeah. That's a great scene. And he feels like Spider-Man. Like a thousand percent like Spider-Man. He's yes. like, this is enough. This is, this is this enough. Is, I'm proving this is plenty, it. He how says. am I, how am I sticking? Like, how am I, how am I doing this? <laughs> Stop doing credit. It, it was really good. I even really liked uh, Andrew And Ruff then he was little... so apologetic when the mom kept getting mad at him about the webbing. He's like, of course, I'm sorry. Well, they all were, so, right? But he was the first one to get to do it. And it was really sweet and wonderful. He's very like sweet. a good guy. It's very oh, spidey. I, I like um, when he's in a lab coat, when they all put on their, go into science mode to make the cures for the villains. Garfield has a little thing where he shoves on his lab coat and then does an abrupt about face, kind of mechanical, and then turns back and then continues where he was going in sort of very absent-minded, professory way. I was like, that's a good move. I was like, I was like, man, Garfield's got moves. Like, I just never appreciated how there's, good he is. There's also a great moment where he and Toby McGregor both start to walk towards the same spot, and Toby gets there first, and Andrew's just like, they're like getting in each other's way because they're like, they all think the same. Yeah. And you could just see him sort of like throw up his hands, like, all right. And it's really, that's good too. It's just like in a background moment. Even just, dumb moments like when uh, uh, Ned calls out Peter's name and they all respond, we're all Peter. Then he goes, Peter Parker. That's the same. We're all the we're same. All, it's just so it funny. It was so funny, right? Yeah, hey, so can I funny. tell you a Hollywood moment? The director, John Watts, I was directed by him in a commercial. Yeah. And so was Connor Ratliff. He did like a he did like a series of regional cable commercials in New York back in 2013. It was the last thing I booked before I moved to L.A. And what I said to him was, you'll never be anything. I said, you'll mm. never do anything bigger than this is what I said yeah. to him on the set. You, you've got a you've got a knack. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, his movies are bad. I don't know if that means he's a bad director because it no, no, also no, no. seems like... Uh, the director of this movie. Oh, this movie. I was thinking of... Uh, um, Spider-Man, the amazing movies. The amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, John, John uh, Watts, the director of this film. Yes, yes, yes. He was part of like a New York, the New York alt comedy yeah. scene. Yeah, these movies were fun. I, he definitely steers more into the comedy with these three movies, which I forget. I, like half of this movie, I'm like, I'm just laughing all the way through this movie. This movie is just more comedy than anything else, which is I did not expect. Now, I also um, liked Doctor Strange in this film. I did too. He's been more fun. I didn't like his first movie, but I've liked him in everything else he's been in. Yeah. Um, and I was so going to. He is, he is a little uh, dismissive. He's like, I don't know. This is sort of your fault. Yeah. You kind of have a, you cast a spell that you shouldn't have and you blew it. And yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the surgeon. You let somebody in your operating room and then are mad at them for what they did. It's like if you weren't. Don't immediately start casting a spell. Take a moment. Think about it. Get Take the parameters breath. down. Then start casting a spell. Don't look like, all right, we're doing it right in the middle and, ex- and be surprised when he's got questions for you. I guess it's story-wise. It is kind of good because Peter is sort of responsible for blowing yeah, yeah. it and stuff. And um, I, I, So I said it before. This is a Ditko-tastic movie because we got Doctor Strange and Spidey. The, yeah. They're both huge Ditko creations. Right. We, their visuals. We got the Doctor Strange Spidey fight, the sort of inception ish yeah, yeah. cityscape bending was very Doctor Strange Ditko. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. And I was like, this is incredible that this is being manifest, that a very 
Ditko-y Doctor Strange sequence is happening with Spider-Man in it. I was like, this is sort of remarkable that it's so good and it's, I think, so faithful to the spirit of those comics. It was fun watching Tom Holland just sort of like navigate that world, Tom, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, navigate that world sort of effortlessly. His like spider instincts just kick in and like he's not thrown by this world that just reality changes all around him constantly. Because that's how he always has to be. He's always just rolling with the punches. Yeah, I mean, and also these villains are almost entirely um, Ditko villains. They're almost entirely right, they Ditko entirely? villains. Um, are, I think they're all in, they're all Ditko villains. Yeah, Goblin, right? Doc Ock, Electro, just the little Sandman. Venom in the post credits tag is the only non Ditko. Yeah, right, which he's not really part of the movie. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. all Ditko villains, and even Electro gets like you like you said when we talked about the trailer. He gets the little when he yeah. energizes electricity appears around his head in the shape of the classic Ditko Electro mask. So there's a good yeah. electro shout out, a good Ditko Electro shout out right the there. M- MCU knows how to give the fans what they want, which is let me see for at least a blink of an eye what Electro's supposed to look like. It's very cool, I thought. It looked great. It looked great. So, um the fights were all really fun. Uh MJ and Peter's romance was really nice. All the villains had good moments too. Even like the lizard had a fun moment. It's like when he spoke and Spider-Man was like, I did not know you could talk. <laughs> Just like, that's really great. He kind of shrugs in response. Yeah. Uh, like that's really fun. Cause that lizard, there's not much uh, to about, him. How about the talk oh, I'm making between... fun of it? Oh, the uh, Doc Ock and the lizard talking. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, I was going to say, uh, I think it's Electro and the lizard when it's like, I could re- I could give you a makeover. Let me guess. Yeah. Make you into a lizard? Yes. Make you yeah, into a lizard. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like, he wanted to turn everyone into lizards, and they're all like, what a dumb plan that is. Like, it gives you the freedom to make fun of all the past movies. So it's like, I fell into uh, eels. Gotta watch where you fall. Oh, God, that was funny, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. How, oh, I fell into a super collider. Man, you gotta watch where you fall. If anyone didn't get enough, I feel like uh, Sandman didn't quite. If he got anyone got short shrift, it's probably him. Because um, uh, what's that actor? Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden right? Church is great, of course. I think because he was always made of sand. Yeah, he's animated the whole time. That you that like he you don't get quite enough good moments from him. That he like you know he's got a heart to some of these characters don't. He's like helping more than the other characters. He just wants to but see I, his daughter. But I wish we could have had some actual Thomas Hayden church face earlier in the movie. I think that would have helped him a, a lot. Little bit, yeah, I, they, I love Sandman. Yeah. They probably doled out the screen time. Well, according to the strength of the characters though, like well, you gotta have, you gotta have got, Goblin. Electro got a huge share more than he deserved. Uh, he was great. Deserved for the, for the characters importance yeah. in the Spidey mythos. Yeah. Goblin and, and Doc Ock are the only ones who need tons of time. That's true. Although Jamie Foxx is maybe, was the most he, he got the worst job yeah. of all the actors yes you know he got the worst movie so now it's like let's try to make up for that so he needs kind of more screen time to make up for that how about jay jonah jameson in this film very fun yeah he's great i mean Do you know what's uh, funny is i think toby could have recognized him like toby could be like this is the same guy in my world <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. This is a different universe, but he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Simmons is too good in that role. I I read somewhere online that he fought to have the mustache. They wanted him to look completely different. Like they yeah. wouldn't let him have the hair. Um, it's kind of fun to see him bald. Uh, it is, but but like I think there was a fight. Like uh, J.K. Simmons was like, I want him to look exactly the same. Uh, and they're like, No, no, we want him to be different. And I, according to this article, at least J.K. Simmons was like, You got to at least let me have the mustache. 
And I'm like, I love it. I love that J.K. Simmons cares. Yeah. And he's so good in that role. Um, and it's very funny to have him be sort of an Alex Jones kind of Infowars yeah. guy selling energy supplements. That got a laugh in my, in my. Uh, yeah. Theater. You also see like when he starts, he's like on a green screen alone. And then by the end, he's got a big production. You can sort of see why this Jonah is all into the hate Spider-Man business. It made his career. Yeah. It yeah. made him in this movie. That's true. Yeah. It's a nice little touch. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sort of a very quiet thing. So what do you think um, about the end? Spidey, nobody remembers yeah. Spidey, so he loses MJ. Um, it's great. He it's goes great. into the it's donut sad. shop to try to get her back. And there's a moment where you think maybe she's going to remember him. Maybe the movie's going to give him a full. I kind of thought that. I was like, oh, maybe she's going to break, break through, the, through spell. the spell. Like their love is so strong yeah. or something that she remembers him. And she doesn't. Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, it's very Spider-Man. It's very sad. It's a very sad ending. He doesn't have his Aunt May. He doesn't have anyone. He's done it. He's not even going to college. Like They show a glimpse of the GED. Yeah, he's got to uh, get his high school diploma. Nobody remembers him, so he's got to get a high school diploma. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how he has even a, night, uh, a Social Security or whatever, but I, right. I suppose somehow magic lets those things through. Um but yeah, it's a really sad ending for him. And when he goes to see her, it's just very, it, it reminds me of Spider-Man one, right? Where at the very end of the movie, he walks away from MJ. He walks away from MJ. Cause he's like, I can't put her at risk. Like, and Spider-Man has those moments occasionally in the comics where he like turns his back on his loved ones. He's like, this is the only way to keep everyone safe. And then he always goes back to them. And they're always in danger anyway, but it, it, it feels right for Spider-Man to have those moments where he's like, why would I put them through this? And to have him look at her and see the tiny little cut she had and just remember it like that reminds him like, oh, if I talk to her, she's in danger again. And they're yeah, happy. She, right goes, now. It, she goes, it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. And they're both happy. Her and Ned it's are really, happy. it was a really effective ending. And I was I was glad for the integrity of the movie mm-hmm. that it was a sad ending. But, but I was bummed. But I was kind of like I kind of walked up being like, damn, that was a good movie. And also like. I love now we have a Spider-Man who does not have access to Iron Man tech. He's like, he's so to yeah, costume fixed, at the fixed end. Fixed a lot of problems for you. Yeah. At the, the Spider-Man at the end, I'm like, Ooh, this guy is my Spider-Man. Yeah. Here. He looked, and he looked great in that costume. I, if I have a complaint, I wanted to see more of that costume. It looked um, good in that glimpse we got caught. We saw at the very end. All right. So now I want you to rank all the Spider-Man movies. I don't know if I can give a shot. You can do live it. action. No, all of them. Ugh. I'll do I'll do mine first. Okay. So Spider-Verse to me is still number one in terms of just like a whole cohesive piece. And it's one of these things where all the good movies do different things. So there are trade-offs. But if I if somebody has not seen any Spider-Man movies, but like you want to have a good time, watch Spider-Verse. Like it is mm-hmm. a no guaranteed great film. I think the next best one, I think I'm still gonna go Spider-Man 2 with Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. Just for the just for the epic just for the epicness of it, then I'm gonna go. I this is weird, but I'm gonna go this one. Okay. Then I'm gonna go. This is totally strange. Spider Man One. Then I'm gonna go Homecoming. Then I'm gonna go the what's the Mysterio one? Uh, Far uh, from Far home. from home. Then I'm going to go Spider-Man 3. Then I go Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Which you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just assuming it's the worst. You got to see it. <laughs> okay, I'll see it. I'll see it. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's different, I think. Uh, the Spider-Verse is number one, for sure. It's just a perfect movie in so yeah. many ways. 
Um, I've also seen that movie a thousand times because of my son. Um, uh, I think my next movie is, I think my next movie is homecoming. Uh, I think Michael Keaton is so good in that movie. Oh, right. Yeah. And that car scene, it's a good movie otherwise, but that car scene is so good. Yeah. That is maybe my favorite scene in any of the live action Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that's true. Does she know? Know what? Good. She doesn't know. Just, oh, it's so great. Go in there. Show my daughter a good time. Don't come. Don't bother me again or whatever it is. It's just so great. That whole scene, yeah. terrifying and intense from the moment Michael Keaton answers the door to the moment Spider-Man puts his costume on. That movie just levels up. So I think that is uh, uh, my number two. I think my number three um this is probably so much recency bias but it might be this one okay so fun yeah such a blast yeah then spider-man 2 and i put spider-man 2 lower than most people i think spider-man 2 is really good but i also think those rammy movies don't hold when i rewatch them there's parts that i find very cheesy and boring okay there's good parts and there's bad parts and there's slow parts and there's great parts they're more of a mixed bag okay um then I probably go, I really like Far From Home. I might do Far From Home, then Spider-Man 1. Okay. And then Spider-Man 3, which I think is... Uh, I don't uh, think it's bad. I, I, I enjoy Spider-Man 3. I rewatched Spider-Man 3 very recently, and it is the least of the Raimi movies. But I don't find it as a huge a step down as everyone else seems to. I totally agree. I think, I think, it I think it's less of a step down than Return of the Jedi is from Empire. Oh, well, I love Return of the Jedi. Okay. I think Return of the Jedi is, I disagree with that sentiment, but I, I agree with the sentiment, not the specifics of it. Okay. But I think it's close. I think people who think it's terrible is like, it's like, that's not much worse than Spider-Man one. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, the, 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 the emo Spider-Man is a step too far. Like there's a couple of things that are a step too far in yeah. that movie. Um, But it's, there's some good moments. I think Harry Osborn is at his best in that movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then Amazing Spider-Man One, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, uh, those just those, that's a huge jump down to those two movies. Despite the fact that even when I watched those movies, I liked Andrew Garfield. I was so happy. It almost it's very weird because he does not care probably, but I loved watching his movie. Yeah, going, he's oh, good, got a good life. I'm so he, happy he got to another chance at Spider-Man. How much money do you think this movie paid in actors' salaries? Just like there are so many marquee names in this. Yeah, I don't know. And Some all of them, them, all of them know they've got them over a barrel. It's like you gotta you, once you've got everybody, and then you yeah. want, let's say, Molina or Jamie Foxx, whoever. Like you, you've got to get them. Yeah, yeah, it's a real tricky situation. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the parts probably. I, I assume it's one of those movies. Also, they're just really smart and being like. That's probably why uh, Thomas Hayden Church is sand the whole time because they could just do voiceover for most of the movie. Yeah. And you don't see the faces of Toby and Andrew Garfield for a lot of the movie. Yeah, so you it's can like, limit it's probably how much less, shooting. Yeah, it's probably like uh, it's like a, it's like two weeks of shooting or whatever. Yeah. And then just CGI voiceover stuff. I guess also once the actors hear that everybody else is doing it, they don't want to be the only one not doing it. I do think Andrew Garfield loved being Spider-Man. He was very excited to get that role. I mean, obviously, it's a it could have been a career changer. Uh, but he seemed to genuinely love Spider-Man as a character and be excited to be that specific superhero. So I think he probably did jump at the chance to get one more shot. He maybe wanted to know more about it. He probably didn't just say yes blindly because he'd been in bad movies. Yeah. But once it was described to me, he's probably like, yeah, I got to do this. And he gets so many good moments that it, I just feel like 
if I feel like he left that movie going, Oh, I'm glad I got a chance to do this. I got some good moments. I got to really prove it. And then if he sees anyone watching, if he got to go to a screening and hear the pops for himself, that yeah. must've felt great. Yeah. Like weirdly Toby McGuire must've been like, I know my movies are beloved. Yeah. I know I'm beloved in these movies. I got nothing. I can only lose. And I'm doing this to honor the, the and there was a huge pop when he showed up too, I should say. Of course. But like he almost, he's, it's almost a gift for Toby McGuire to like, I'm going to honor this franchise that I birthed. Yeah. Where Andrew Garfield is like, I'm going to get a chance to redemption. To, yeah. Uh, it's so great. Which is what his character is. I love when they make, a, great. they make fuss over the web shooters coming out of Toby McGuire's wrist. So great. He doesn't want to talk. I feel like you guys are making fun of me. <laughs> and then they're like, no, it's just, we, you know, we just, I was so, so it's such a great. funny experience. It's great. Uh, it was also really fun when uh, I like that he, Toby was the one that stopped him from killing the goblin. That's kind of a redemption for him too, because he probably feels guilty over the death of Norman Osborn and he gets to save Norman Osborn. Yeah. And also he's the one who like, he knows, like he's the he's, one, he, he, he killed somebody, right? He killed uncle Ben's uh, uh, killer, killer by accident. Yeah. Um, um, and so he had that moment of like, it's my fault. It didn't make me feel better. So he's stopping the other Spider-Man from making that same mistake. And he's, he's taking, also like the dad of the group in a way. Yeah. And Oof, just like when he stops you, you got it. When he stops you, you got to be like, yeah. Yeah. He's got to be right. If Toby and his, says stop. And his eye contact with Tom Holland was sort of loving. Um, Toby was great. Just like, uh, I don't, well, I don't advertise that I'm a Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's so fun. Yeah, and also seeing the costumes. I mean, I also love Andrew Garfield's costume, so I was happy to see that. I was again. thinking of that when I saw it. I was like, "This is Kevin's favorite costume." Yeah, uh, and I loved seeing uh, uh, the three costumes flip around. I, it's like non-moving eyes, and those two eyes don't move. It's really fun for me. Um, it's great. It's uh, it's it's hard. There's things I could pick apart, but they're so minor and tiny and quibbly that it's more just like, "Oh, I wish I had more of this or less of this," um, mm -hmm. but. It was a blast. It was fun. Uh, Aunt May, I think, got her biggest moments in this movie than she did in the other three. So it was fun to see Marissa Tomei finally get a chance to be Aunt two. May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of the three, I meant, yeah. Um, uh, Ned, even, Le like, Ned Leeds got some good moments. Seeing him basically have magic was kind of fun. Even Aunt May being the one to like um, convince him to save the villains was a great moment. Yeah. That's a Parker's Aren't Quitters kind of moment. Yeah. She's like talking to us like, no, you got to try. It's just not yeah. my responsibility, or is it? Is it you don't want to? Is it? Is like can make it hard for you? Is that why you don't want to do it, Peter? Yeah, she's so, really oh. she's really tough on him. She's really tough on him, and but she's right, and it's it makes the movie. The fact that also they're successful. There's a part of me that's like maybe they're not going to save them all. Yeah, I weirdly believe like maybe the goblin is uns unsavable. Yeah, he's so evil and that they're just going to send him back, and he'll have to die. But it was but they satisfying that him. they got to do it. Very satisfying that they're all, even like the ones that don't want to be cured. Like it doesn't feel yeah. like Electro's happy without his power. Yeah. But he's safe. He can't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's like a humane way to like, to, yeah. to deal he, with and him. He, he dies in his movie. So now he doesn't die. Um, well, uh, two thumbs up from the milk stops for, uh, for no way home. Yeah, it was uh, really fun. Um, so they're all home movies. Homecoming, Far From Home, No yeah. Way Home. Do you just notice that? I did. Oh, my goodness. I swear to God, I'm a smart person. I Far From you. Home was the one that gave away that trend, the second one. like Just notice it now. I mean, Homecoming was a weird name because it was like, oh, he's coming back to Marvel. And it, 
it's sort of a stretch, but then like when they had home and the next one's like, I guess that's what they're doing for these movies. <laughs> and we'll oh, just wait, notice Spider-Man because he's a spider and a yeah. man. Oh. Um, all, these very, names, all these names do something. I hope they make more of these. I want to see um, more of this Tom Holland. I especially want to see this Tom Holland uh, who's sort of separated from MCU. The, the superhero universe a little bit. To see him start, he'll probably immediately get reattached to it, but it'll be fun for a little bit of him sort of like. Another fun moment, he's like, I'm in the Avengers. And, and uh, Toby McGuire's like, that's so great. What is that? Yeah. And then Andrew Grafton's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> Tom Holland's the only one who's got other superheroes. Yeah. He's in a very different world. Yeah. It's also, the Venom scene was cute. I haven't seen the second Venom movie. Um, I haven't seen either Venom movie, but it was it was fun. Uh, you, the first Venom movie is fun. I'm, I'll see the second one when it's streaming or whatever. But it's fun here. Like it was more just like making fun of the MCU in a way. But it yeah, was fun. hearing Venom's take on all of it. Yeah. I mean, any of these superhero movies sounds dumb when you talk about it at a very brief, high level sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. But it's fun. Yeah, I, I could have watched an hour and a half of just the three Spider Men sitting on the uh, the scaffolding talking. Yeah, and I think really- I would have enjoyed that almost as much as this movie, if that's all it was. We've already gone way over time, but I do want to say the moment when they're on the high school roof consoling Tom Holland and they have the heart to heart, you know, and they talk about, you know, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Toby Maguire gives his wisdom about, I didn't feel any better when I killed this guy, but they're very compassionate to Tom Holland. Like they yeah. know what he's going through. It reminded me of the spider verse scene when yeah. all of the Spider-Men are talking to miles after his uncle dies. Yeah. And they're like, so genuinely moved for him. I, I thought that was like one of the best scenes in spider verse. It is a great movie, scene in Spider-Verse. It's a great scene in this movie. I also just love when they both say, sorry about May. It's like nobody else could. Nobody else knows. Nobody else has an Aunt May that they know how much Aunt May means to them. They know how much it means to to this Peter. Anyone else saying, sorry, May, it, it means something, but it can't mean as much as those people. It's like an alternate version of you saying, sorry, you lost your mom, Will. Yeah, yeah. Is more impactful than anything. Also, just like when they're happy to like, they're like it's nice to have brothers. It feels yeah. great too. It was a very cute, sweet moment. Yeah. It was lovely. Did you did you out loud say, not me? <laughs> I did. When you, when did you, you the film? Uh, um did you audibly cheer at anything in this movie? Like uh like, I was seeing it by myself. So I had a lot of just kind of like quiet little like clenching of my fists and going, Yes. Yeah. I had but, a few uh, moments where, where I popped I surprised myself and I said, oh yeah, like some things like that happened. I definitely gasped when it may have got hit. And there's a couple moments that I got very excited by. I can't quite remember what they were now, but I do know that when at the very end when it goes uh, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko during the credits, yeah, I went, woo, really loud yeah. and nobody else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, that's weird. <laughs> but I was excited to see Steve Ditko's name. Me too. I, I definitely clocked that and was glad for it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, everybody, um, I don't know if anybody listened to this, but, uh, I don't know. Why did you, it's just a weird podcast to listen to. It's like, we did a bad job this. of, we did a bad job of giving context to any of our comments. Um, you have to have seen the movie to yeah. even understand what we were saying. And also, why would you listen to this if you didn't want to see the movie? I mean, now you're questioning the whole existence of podcasts in general. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's probably true. I listened to a three and a half hour, like they might be giants podcast on the first half of Apollo 18. Why did I do that? Did you, did you, did you agree with them? Um, I, it was irrelevant. Some, you know, <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. 
it just feels very weird to be like, oh, uh, I want to hear what Will and Kevin say about this movie that I, I hope they liked it and I liked it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I don't talk to people. So this is, this, this if is the closest me, they get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If Porter Mason is listening, this is like <laughs> us talking about the movie. This is our open letter to the world. Um, all right, everybody. Well, uh, um, hope you enjoyed the film. I guess write us if tell us what you thought of it. Uh, screw it comics at Gmail. What did you think of the Spidey movie or any comics related things? And screw it comics on Instagram. Kevin is a truly good curator of that account. So you can see some good screenshots of things. Um, and screw it comics on Twitter. Um, for, uh, for also some screw it news, right? Kev. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come off. back in a couple of weeks with uh, some Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, stuff. after after Christmas sometime, after New Year's. Yeah. In 2022. See you then, guys. Unless another Spider-Man movie comes out. Then we'll have another emergency episode. <laughs> Bye. Screw it. Screw it. Just about comics. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>